Today's shir begins eight lines from the end of Daf Ayin. We see a Mishnah. The Mishnah reads, Meis ho'av loy nisroikna rishus labal. Upon the death of the father of a Naro Hamurosa, the powers of annulment that he had are not transferred to the husband. The husband, in this case the Orus, does not annul without his partner in annulment, i.e. the father. And here the father is dead. Mesabahal Nisroikna Rushus La'av. If the husband dies, so the husband's powers of annulment are transferred to the father. In this respect, the father has greater strength than the husband. In another respect, the husband has greater power than the father. Shahabal the Orus Mefer Bebeger, the Av Eno Mefer Bebeger. Beger is Bagrus, meaning above age twelve and a half. Rashi gives a significant amount of background in order to appreciate this, but we before we go on with the Rashi, let us emphasize that that which we saw at the beginning of the Mishnah about the powers of one, yes, or not being transferred to the other, was essentially the subject of a Tanaic source that we saw back on Daf Samach Ches. In other words, in our previous Shiurim, uh, we dealt with this idea of Nisroikna Rishus. Now, as far as the idea of Baal being made for the beggar, beggar being uh, an expression of Bagrus, we look at the Rashi, Shabal Mefer Bebeker. The Rashi we're looking at is six lines from the bottom. Kedamrin Maseches Ksubas. Nisu. A couple that gets married, and we've said many, many times in the past that marriage in traditional Jewish law uh, occurs in two stages. I say traditional Jewish law; it is something that doesn't uh, is not really manifest today in practical applied halacha, but there was an initial stage of Erusin, and that was followed by a period of time, any, uh, depending on what kind of girl you were dealing with, uh, tw- uh, 12 months for a Basula, and 30 days for an Almona, before the consummation of the marriage would take place. So the... Rashi is alluding to that phenomenon when the uh, deadline arrived for consummating the marriage arrives and they don't consummate the marriage at that point. The uh, brides, the girls uh, are entitled to be supported by their husbands. And if the husband is a Kohen and she is coming from a, a non-Kohen family, she now becomes entitled to eat truma. The Chol HaNoideres and women who vow Aldas Bailo Noideres Shemachila. They vow, assuming that their husbands will approve of their vow, the husbands that feed them. 
since we reach a point in time that he is obligated to support her, when she vows, he, the husband, who is now with a wife that's above 12 and a half, he can mefer her nedarim. In other words, in exchange for his obligation to support her, he has the right to annul her vows. Av eno mefer bebeger, in contrast to the father, the father's ability to annul his daughter's vows expires at the point she becomes a bogeres. Kedetiv, the Pesach says, binu ureha, as a nara. Nara is a girl from age 12 to 12 and a half. But not above 12 and a half. So you see an orus functioning in the, in the realm of haforas nedorim in a scenario where the father does not function. We turn to the Gemara, and on the side of our marked Gemaras, you see that we have a nosei topic heading, and we indicate here the Makoros Ladineha Mishnah. We're going to be dealing with sources for the laws of the Mishnah. Aleph, Delo Nisrokna Labal, and Bez, Denisrokna Laaf. This idea that uh, father powers upon the father's death are not transferred to the husband. In the case of an, uh, talking of course, Naura Hamurasa, where ideally the husband and father work as shutfim, as partners in annulling vows, but where one dies, where the father dies, his annulment powers don't get transferred to the husband. And in contrast, when the husband dies, the husband annulment powers do get transferred to the father. Focusing simply on those concepts, the Gemara asks, my time off. Why is it that with the death of the father, his annulment capa- uh, capabilities are not transferred to the husband? The Yomar Kral, the Pasuk says, Benurel base Aviha. And, and that means that as long as she is a Nara, that she hasn't become a Bogeres, she doesn't leave the domain of her father, even if she happens to be an Arusa. Therefore, when the father dies, those powers of annulment don't get transferred to the husband. We continue in the Gemara. With the death of the Oros, his annulment powers do get transferred to the father. From where do we know that the hoyotieh is a double expression, and we now darshan that double expression. Makish, we continue at the top of Amit Beis. Makish koidme havaya shnia lekoidme havaya rishona. These are expressions that need uh, explanation. Uh, we need to make, to convert them into practical terms. If we translate, kodme means before havaya shnia, before her. Second marriage. What is that a? What are we describing? We're describing a woman and her state of being before her second marriage. So what is that? What happened? Well, the Oros died. The first husband died, and she was fit to be married by a second man. So that's her uh, situation. Of uh, um, as described as so the woman in that state 
is compared Rishona. What does that mean? Before her first Havaya means marriage. What was she before her fa- first marriage? Well, she was in her father's domain. Ma Kaidme Havaya Rishona, just like before her marriage to the first Oros, to the first husband. Av the father has the power to annul on his own. There is no partner, obviously. He's just the father. He has a girl in his house, his daughter, that's uh, 12 and 2 months old. So she is a Na'ara, who may have, may, may have made a vow. The Torah uh, bestows upon the father the right to annul her vows. So just like before her first marriage, the father annuls by himself. Av Av Mefer So too, before the second marriage, the father has the power to fully annul on his own. Which, in our terms, it means that with the death of the husband, Nisroikna Rishuslav. And that's what we were looking for, that the, that the uh, powers of annulment that the first husband had are transferred to the father. Question. The Amor... Let us suggest, can we suggest that Hani Nili, this idea of Nisroikna Rishus Lav, and Rashi goes a little further on the third line from the top, Ema Hani Nili, Dram Shal Niru Loros, Dumya Dekoid Mehavaya Rishono Shal Niru Loros Klaal, that this idea of, of comparing Kaid Mehavaya Shniya to Kaid Mehavaya Rishona extends only to those vows that were not heard or not. Um, not in the jurisdiction of the Oros. You see, before her first marriage, there was no Oros whatsoever. She was simply a girl living in her father's house. So those vows were not near Oros. They didn't appear to the Oros at all. There was no Oros yet. But vows that do, that had appeared to the Oros, vows that the Oros had heard before he died, those kind of vows, upon his death, maybe they don't get transferred to the father to annul. So we just introduced the question. Now we go into the Gemara text. The Amor, Hani Mili, when is it that we can make this comparison of Kod Mehavaya Shniya to the Kod Mehavaya Rishona? That's Benidorim Shalomiru Laorus. That is with regard to vows that the husband did not hear before his death. Avo Benidorim Shaniru Laorus. But vows that the husband had heard. He heard his wife vow before his death. Those kind of vows upon the husband's death, lo motzi av, the father would not be able to annul them. Because that scenario is not parallel to the Kaid Mehavaya Rishona, to what she was before her first marriage. There was no husband at that point. The Gemara says, if you think that the sources, the Pasuk Im Hoyotiyeh, is referring only to those kind of vows, that those are the kind of vows that a father can annul, well, that has another Pasuk, there's another Pasuk that covers that type of vow, the vow of lo niru la'oros. So what am I going to do with the Xeris of Im Hoyotiyeh? I'm therefore going to include vows that were Niru Laorus as well. We continue in the Gemara. And then the Mishnah went on to say that 
in the case of a boigeres, uh, there the Baal is Yofe Koychoi Mehoav. And the Mishnah says, Shabal Mefer Bebeger. The uh, markings that we'll see in this Gemara are dealt with on the side under the Nosei Mivne heading. The triangle represents Shlavim. These are stages. Levira Beezin and Sibayis Katani. Under what circumstances does the Mishnah teach? Shabal Mefer Bebeger. What are the circumstances in that situation? So now the Gemara text. Hechi Domi. This idea of the Baal, the husband or the Orus, being Mefer Bebeger. What are the what's the case? If we're talking about a case of a husband uh, entering first stage of marriage with her while she was still a mere na'ara, she was under twelve and a half, and after the erusin, after she became a bogaris with the lapse of time, so she went from from twelve and two months, and now she's twelve and seven months. So in that span of time, she became a bogaris, and we want to say that even in that case, the orus would be able to be mefer the nedarim, michti. Here the Gemara rejects this. Misa motzia mirshus av ubagrus motzia mirshus av. The death of her father, that's Misa, takes her out of the father's domain. <coughs> well, he's dead, right? So the death death takes her out of her father's domain. And Bagrus also, <coughs> when she becomes a Bogaris, when she passes 12 and a half years of age, she leaves her father's domain. Ma Misa lo nisrokna Just like with her father dying... Uh, powers don't get transferred to the husband. Av bagrus lo Let us glance at the Ran. He has a brief commentary, but it's helpful. The Ran toward the lower part of the narrow lines. Af bagrus lo nisroikna rishus labal. Kevon dechal oleo rishus ha'av. Mekami bagrus. Since the father's control over her started before the Bagrus, since at the time of the Kiddushin, at the time of the marriage, she was still a Nara. So in a case like that, the transfer doesn't take place. So we have to rule that scenario out. We go back to the Gemara. Ella, what is the Mishnah referring to when it says that in the case of Bagrus, the Baal is made for where the father is not? Ella Shekidsha Kishihi Boigeres. He married her. The, the husband entered the picture only after she was already a Boigeres. So, in a case like that, had she vowed before marriage, but as a bogeres, the father would not be able to annul her vows. As the Pasuk said, only as a naro does the father have control. However, in a case of her vowing as a uh, bogeres and her marriage as a bogeres, the orus would be, would, will be able to annul uh, her vows after he marries her after he enters Erusin with her as a Bogaris. The Gemara asks, 
Note, by the way, we have a long question marking. We're going to have a uh, double bracketed section. The question, the basic question is, what do I need uh, this Mishnah for when this information has been taught already? That's Hotanino Chalazimna. And uh, what we do initially is, if we skip the entire bracketed section, you come to the point in which the Gemara says, Eboy Asema, the Gemara is now answering. Okay, you told me that I have this point about a husband being able to mefer the Nidorum of his Arusa, the Bogeres. I have it twice, so I have answers for that. This Why the repetition? So that's what you see after the bracket, the section number one, and another approach, which we'll get to very soon. In the meantime, we have the uh, contents of the brackets. But structurally, you can see the uh, the question of Ha Tanino Chalazimna is presented as a long question. Essentially, it's a very short question, and that is Ha Tanino Chalazimna. Just that you need to go through all of the the rest of the Gemara before you get to the answer. That's why we have a long question marking. Now we have a an internal brackets, the angular brackets. After the Gemara asks Ha Tanino Chalazimna, we have to find out what is that other place in which this is taught. So if you skip the, the angular brackets for a moment, we read a Tanaic source. It's actually a, a uh, redone Tanaic source and that because within the angular brackets we point out some language problems, but the redone source says Boigeres Vesheshohaso Yudbeis Chodesh in both of these cases, Aleph is Bogeres, and we dashed underline because that's what's irrelevant to us. And there's another situation called Sheshoa Soyud Beis a woman who uh, waited 12 months, and uh, what that very abbreviated source talks about is that the husband can mefir the Nadorim. And we're talking about the Orus, the Baal, the husband, is mefir the Nadorim, of whom? Of a Bogeres. And with that in mind, then, Mikol Mokun Kashia, we're still left with the question of Tre Zimni Lomoli. What do I need to be taught this point twice? Namely, our Mishnah. And the Mishnah referred to from Maseches Ksubis, also found quoted later on at Afayin Gimel. The Gemara, back to the beginning of the bracketed section, the Gemara asks, well, didn't we learn that a husband, an Orus, can mefir the Nidorum of his wife, the Bogeres? And now we're, as I said, we're reading the angular brackets. A Bogeres, who was uh, an Arusa, um, who waited 12 months since the husband is chayev, is obligated to support her, so he can also be made for the Nadorim. This point we had alluded to earlier, that where you have a situation of a husband being obligated to support his wife, and this, is, this throws us back to the 
beginning of Maseches Ksubis, which discusses the issue of a, the, the gap in time between Erusin and Nesuin, the initial stage of marriage and the consummation of marriage, where we uh, allow for a certain amount of time in which the husband and the wife uh, get all their needs together before they consummate the marriage. So the uh, Mishnah speaks about a Bogaris that delayed, that waited 12 months. Something is inaccurate about that, though. There's an inherent problem here. Amris habogeres sheshoaso shnei moser chodesh. Bogeres lomali shnei moser chodesh. A bogeres. Why does she need to wait twelve months, or why is she given twelve months? Bogeres b'shloishim yoyim saki law. For a bogeres, thirty days are enough. The Ran is very sensitive to the uh, structure of the Gemara, at which we uh, emphasize with our markings, but if you look at the Ran commentary on the second of the lines under the Gemara text, Hotanino Chadozimna, Baha'i Pirko, in this very parak of Nidorem, Vitarti Lomali, why do I need two Mishnayas in the same parak to say the same thing? And here is the structural point that the Ran emphasizes. It means before we get to the end of the question, the Gemara deals with the details of this, uh, of the, the next Mishnah that we've quoted over here. Why is there any need for 12 months if you're dealing with a Bogaris? 30 days are enough. Rav Huna holds thusly in Maseches Ksubis. The Chachamim allowed for a 30 day period of time when it comes to a Bogaris. If a man uh, did Kiddushin with a Kiddushin is the first stage of marriage with a Bogaris, we expect him to consummate the marriage within 30 days. If he doesn't consummate the marriage after 30 days, he has to support her. True, Rav Huna is negated over there. The conclusion, though, of the Gemara there is that any girl uh, concerning whom 12 months has passed since she became a Bogaris, if she enters marriage after that, she has only 30 days. We don't find 12 months unless you're dealing with a girl who became a, a, an Arusa at the first day, at the 12 and a half year mark of her life. How then can this Teneg source be left as it is, which says unequivocally that a Bogaris that waits 12 months before consummation of the marriage. Uh, it's not so that a Bogaris has no set time that you can't have less than that. We don't find that every case of a Bogaris that enters marriage has 12 months to wait before the consummation of the marriage. 
with the exception of the case of if she becomes married, Erison, at the first day of her Bagus. And therefore the Gemara comes and answers, Bogeris Vishishwasa Yudbeis Khidish. Klomar Bogeris Kedino Shizmano Bechosar Vyasukine Kasivno. The Bogeris has there's a certain flexibility in the amount of time. The Hanaro Shishwasa Yizmana Kotsovlo and the Naro that waits the fixed amount of time, Dainu Shnemos Khidish, Hyulu Bailo Chaimazasa Yofer. When it comes to a Nara, that is true. When a Nara enters marriage, she has 12 months. We pointed out in passing that even a girl on the first day of her Bagwa shall also have 12 months to get it all together. But to say that every Bulgaris has 12 months, that's simply inaccurate. Therefore, we go back to our Gemara text and we redo the understanding of the original Mishnah to read... Tani, rather, read it as follows. Bogeres vishishwasoshnemosachidish. A girl who enters Erison as a Bogeres, <coughs> that would be certainly uh, beyond, um, let's say, 13 and a half years of age. Any, beyond that, there's only 30 days between the Erison and the assumed Nisuin. And if they don't consummate the marriage after 30 days, he has the right, the husband still, he has to feed her, he has to support her, and he has the right to uh, annul her vows. There's also other, the other case of Shasuyud Beis Chedesh, as we saw in the, the Ran, a Na'ara that enters marriage, and the 12 months of, of uh, preparation time lapsed, and they still haven't, if they still haven't consummated the marriage, the husband is obligated to support her, and also has the right now to uh, annul her vows. <clears throat> Nevertheless, the, the original question stands, namely, why do I have two Mishnayas? There's one over here from Daf Ayin, and later on Daf Ayin Gimel, that, uh, that grant the Orus the rights of being Mefer the Nidorum of his Bogeres uh, Arusa. The Gemara answers, if you, you're asking, why do I need two Mishnahs to tell me essentially the same thing? One approach is, is that this Mishnah is the authentic, the real source. That Ubogeres Kotani Hosam, the uh, issue of Bogeres is related there on Dafayan Gimel, Mishum Deboi Iflugi Rebeloza Rabbonah, because there the Mishnah wants to present a machloikas between Rebeloza and the Rabbonan. So, in presenting the machloikas between Rebeloza and the Rabbonan, so this point is mentioned again. The Eboi Seima, another approach is that Bogeres Davka, that means the Mishnah later on is the source. And since in our Mishnah, the beginning of the Mishnah taught Bozeh, where it featured the Koyach of the Av, the stronger, the strength that the father has over the husband, Nasif Seifonami Bozeh, the Seifa to, to uh, balance or to counterbalance father's strength, it features the husband's strength. 
namely that he can be made for the Nidorm of a Bogeres, but not that our mission is the source for that information, rather that's the Mishnah later on. With that, we conclude our Shior for today.